What's up, everybody? My name is Nico Williams, and you have tuned into episode six of Authentic Footsteps Following Jesus for Real. Um, thank y'all for for tuning in. I've got a very special guest host coming um, uh, after for segment number two, but you already know segment number one: the Bible stayed wildin'. I'm excited. This is like one of my favorite. Uh, segments of the whole podcast, the Bible say while and today we'll be in John chapter six. I call it talking bread, talking bread. So it's a very familiar piece of scripture. John chapter six, Jesus feeds 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. What's not so familiar is what happens next. Okay. After Jesus feeds everybody the next day, the same crowd is still right where Jesus left them. They was looking to get fed again and and Jesus is like, I already know y'all want more bread and fish. Now, if I'm them, I get it. I understand. It's a sweet deal. If Jesus magically made food appear, I would follow Jesus wherever he went as well. But then Jesus looks at them and basically says, yeah, the bread that feeds your body is great. But what you really need is the bread that feeds your soul. And the bread that feeds your soul is me. I'm the bread of life. You need to eat of my flesh and drink my blood. I can just imagine everybody else after what Jesus says. Everybody's following is like, ew, that's nasty. I ain't no cannibal. Who about to do that? Not me. Bye, Jesus. And they dip. They leave. Like, they start leaving him. And I don't know. I just imagine Jesus. Jesus is just so compassionate. He just wants people to know him and really understand the freedom that comes from following him. And I can just imagine him being hurt. Like, I can just see the hurt in his eyes. And he looks back at his 12 disciples. He looks back at his boys and, and he says, do y'all want to leave me too? Now, this is my favorite part. Peter looks back at Jesus and he says, where will we go? You have the very words of eternal life. Man, how many of us are just like the 5,000? Some, some of us just follow Jesus for what he can do for us and not for who he is. When Jesus says, eat of my body and drink of my blood, Essentially, he's saying, just take him in, take all of him in, like digest who he is. He he's later going to offer himself up for your sins. And he just says, take join in of that. Like I'm offering myself to you and I want you to just enjoy me. Take me in, digest me, like really think about and abide with me, like be be with me. So for y'all, I'm just asking a question like. Will you accept the offer to be with him or do you just want to gain from him? So, yeah, that's the Bible. Stay wild and check it out. It's John chapter six of talking bread. Uh, Y'all, I'm very excited to have my 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 guest host in my studio office this afternoon. Um, She's a great friend of mine. I met her at work. She works at my church, Mercy Hill. Um, I call her Splashly because... She'd be making splashes. No, um, actually, I think she used to, to dive. Mm, swim. Swimmer and swim, swim coach, yeah. And uh, where'd you go to school? Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. Which okay. I was a rower there, so it's all very much water themed. All right. <laughs> um, but y'all, her, her name is Ashley. Ashley is a wonderful person. She uh, she and I, we talk about Marvel stuff all the time. Um, but she actually, actually has... I'm going to let her explain it. But um, <laughs> y'all, it's the footsteps for today. And so I always ask each of my guest hosts... What is one experience that has shaped who you are today? <laughs> um, hey, y'all. First, just, hey, super excited to be here. Um, 
Yeah, this was a really hard question because <laughs> um, I feel like there's so many different things. I'm going to give a quick version of two things, if that's okay. That's fine. That's so fun. one experience that I feel like I can't go without mentioning is just when I was saved by Jesus. Um, 2012, July, like, man, I was, I always was, you know, good girl, good student, awesome, um, believed I could earn believed I could earn, you know, anything salvation included and was, uh, that summer kind of in the middle of a really broken relationship, um, was my first relationship Mm. was at the bottom of, for me, what was rock bottom? Um, like I've done everything right. And how can I, how can I be here? You know? And, um, I cried out to God, like, God, why is this happening? God help me. Um, and it was cool because that summer in the middle of being rock bottom, um, we were visiting our friends who've they've Lori and Glenn. Um, they've known me since I was in first grade. Like they've watched me grow up and they were in Memphis now. And so we were going to visit them. And, uh, so Lori and I went out to breakfast and we were, um, we were just talking about everything that had happened and where I was and how just low I really was. And she was like, you know, we've been kind of circling around this. This is what, this is who Jesus is. And this is what Jesus has done. Like, what are you going to do next? And, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but I really struggled with, you know, like the idea of surrendering my life to Jesus. But that was when we started working through that. And she, we talked every other week and we kind of did a Bible study and she's the one that brought me to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. so that was significant because that's, that has shaped clearly where I am today and what my goals are. Um, And then the other one just really quick was me in 2013, I, I studied screenwriting in college and, uh, I, Wait a minute! You went to school to study screenwriting, yeah. <laughs> but you are also a diver and a rower or a swimmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Oh, a swimmer. Yep. Why swimmer. Are you I don't know. Diver? I don't know. <laughs> Probably because I'm tall. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Um, Jenna's a diver. That's why. That's it. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So I went and studied screenwriting. After I graduated, I went to Los Angeles. I interned for Pillar Segan Shepherd in um, in for, West. For where you just said Sorry, um, Pillar Segan Shepherd. It's three guys that had a production company, and they were producing at the time a show called Haven, which was on Sci Fi Channel. And so, we got really lucky as interns. They allowed us to um, go to San Diego Comic Con with them. Which I knew nothing. I, I, the only fandom I really knew about at that point was Harry Potter. And I, I was not a sci-fi fan. I mean, I liked Haven. I liked the show. But I wouldn't have considered myself a fangirl. I wouldn't have considered myself, you know, just deep in the trenches of all this. And so I show up at San Diego Comic-Con not understanding that this is the largest convention probably in the world of science fiction, comics, movies, TV. Mm-hmm. If you're not wearing like a Star Wars or Star Trek shirt or dressed up cosplaying, you are going to look out of place. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I I was blown away. And um, my experience in fandom has been a very deep dive since then. Um, But just we'll talk more about conventions later. But um, that was such a cool eye opener for all the things I saw. And like I said, we'll get into it later. But that was also just that was really shaping for where I am now. I just kind of want to speak to the fact that, like, when I asked you what is one experience that shaped who you are today, you said Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just think about so many people, maybe, maybe even myself included, that, like, man, had this moment of, like, walking down the aisle and saying, yeah, I'm going to live my life for Jesus. But it didn't shape me. You know what I mean? Like, 
how many people have I come across that have like had a similar experience where, yeah, they have said, yeah, Jesus, I surrender Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, but it didn't shape me, you know, it didn't shape them. Like, I just, I just find that very interesting and cool all at the same time. Like, this is a moment that shaped who you are today. And I think it just speaks to the kind of relationship that you have with Jesus. And man, I'm just kind of out there to the listeners, mm-hmm. um, people who, who are listening. I, I just I, I just want to challenge you. I probably uh, encourage you to to dive into this question at, at our faith challenge of, man, like, has Jesus shaped you? Has he shaped who you are today? We'll get into that a little bit later on. But listen, I, I'm very excited that uh, you shared a little bit of who you are and uh, uh, y'all Ashley has a, a blog mm-hmm. it's called fangirling over Jesus mm-hmm. okay so this, yep. is, this is really cool <laughs> I, I, I took some time to peruse it the other day but here are two questions um, what is a fangirl and why fangirl over Jesus yeah um, I love this I'm so excited about this and this blog and all of that so a fangirl um, is really commonly a convention term. When I say convention, like a sci-fi um, pop culture, maybe convention, um, which I have been too many, <laughs> many of them since 2013. But um, a fangirl or a fanboy there, you can use either. I used fangirl because, of course, I'm a girl. But um, a fangirl is someone who is just really excited and enthusiastic about a subject. Mm. Um, and it is commonly used at conventions, but... Um, and, and that's kind of the tie-in because the blog is about equating Jesus and fandoms and themes, um, which we'll talk more about. But uh, I, So it's a reference to the convention scene and the fandom scene. But the reason I want to fangirl over Jesus is just like if I, if I have believed that Jesus came for me, if I believe that Jesus came to live a life that I never could, mm-hmm. a perfect life that I never could, and he died the death that I deserved— um, a death on the cross, a horrible, horrible death. And then he rose again in three days, conquering death and saving us. If we believe in him, like that, just the grace that's extended and the love that's extended. If I believe that, like, how can I not be overly excited about that? (laughs) You know, how can I not fangirl over that? So that's kind of, there's a double meaning there. Um, but that's, that's why fangirling over Jesus. Cause like, if that, if that's truly what I believe, how can that not overtake my life? And make me excited about you it. You know, it's really cool. Okay, so <laughs> um, I kind of did the uh, the 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 Bible stay wilding segment, mm-hmm. and I thought about the people who were the five thousand who were just looking at Jesus for bread. I think of them as fans. Mm-hmm. They're just fans of Jesus. They don't really. They just want what Jesus is gonna give them. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between a fan and a fangirl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sounds to me like a fangirl is somebody who's like. Super committed, yeah. like devoted, no, devoted, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I don't, you, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the book called Not a Fan? Yes, I haven't read it, but yes, I've it heard was, of it. It was very transformational for my walk in Christ. And like the whole premise was like, we don't need to be fans of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I still think that's true. But I think that we should be fangirls and boys mm-hmm. of Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like this next level. I don't just like Marvel. Mm-hmm. I, I study Marvel. I mm-hmm. enjoy Marvel. I have a, a, you know, like that. I think that's the <laughs> difference between just being a fan and a fangirl or a fanboy. I don't know. Um, I just, I think it's a really cool concept, mm-hmm. the way our culture takes things. And like, I don't know, we we take things that meant one thing at some time, at another time. And now it means something similar, but different. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So um, what, what made you decide <laughs> to start this blog with this theme? 
Yeah. Or emphasis. So <laughs> this was another hard question. So um, the reason is, so there's three specific reasons, but there were two inciting incidents that actually made it possible. Um, the three reasons are fairly short and concise. <laughs> One was I wanted to bridge the gap um, between fandom and Jesus and the themes that you find in the gospel. I think not everybody believes this, but there are some people that when they hear I'm a believer and I work for my church and that I love Star Wars, <laughs> they're like, how can you how can how you <laughs> like can't you can't do that can't, or you, all you can do is like study the bible and only mm-hmm. listen to gospel on the radio <laughs> and, uh, Caleb, radio. exactly and or harry potter is a big one that comes up um you know which which i understand but um and i wanted to bridge the gap and show that those are not mutually exclusive. Mm. Um, so that was one reason. The second reason was to be, I'm not, I have not been great at being consistent in the word. And I knew that I love fandom and I love sci-fi and pop culture things. Um, but I also, I love obviously Jesus and I love what he's done. And I wanted a way to push myself to be more consistent in a way that was kind of uniquely me. Mm. And so this was a way, um, like, for example, I do a shirt of the month. And so, like, our January shirt of the month features a quote from The Last Jedi. It's darkness rises and light to meet it. Um, and I'm matching that with a verse. And the verse is John 1, 5. Um, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And I have never been one for Bible verse memorization. Mm-hmm. But look, I, I can read that off verbatim. And so this is pushing me to be more consistent mm-hmm. and to really dive into what what are the verses? What are the stories? What's going on? What's the context? How can I relate that to what I also love in mm-hmm. fandom? Mm-hmm. And then the third reason is I'm not I'm not good at evangelizing. I'm not good at telling people about who Jesus is and what He's done. And this has this is t- I, I've I'll use the shirt of the month example again. Like I've been wearing I got a I got one of the sweatshirts early, and so I've been wearing it all over the place. I've been washing it. I promise, but I've been wearing it everywhere and you know, people ask about it and they ask how you're doing. And I'm like, man, it's been a really couple tough couple weeks. We've had to put our dog down. We've had, um, um, I've had some other things come up in my family and in my friends. And to remember that Jesus is the light that will never go out, mm-hmm. no matter how dark it gets, mm-hmm. has opened up at least three conversations that I would have never otherwise had where come I get on. to share my faith. Come on. So those are three reasons, but the two inciting incidents, which I think are worth noting, um, one we'll talk about in a sec, which is just attending the Star Wars celebration in Chicago last year in April, 2019. Um, it was, like I said, we'll talk about it in a sec, but it was incredible. Um, I'll leave it at that for right now. And then the other incident was actually, I can credit you with it, Nico. Um, <laughs> you may not know it, but there was a day I had got, um, so I went to Galaxy Con in Raleigh last year and I had bought a shirt that has the 10th doctor, David Tennant from Doctor Who on it. And there's a quote that I love, um, and the quote, I'll read it really quick. It's a, the quote is about doctor about the doctor, and it says, he's like fire and ice and rage. He's like the night and the storm in the heart of the sun. He's ancient and forever. He burns at the center of time and can see the turn of the universe, and he's wonderful. And I remember I wore that to Mercy Hill one day. I remember this. Yeah. Thing. And Nika thought it was such a cool shirt, I think. I'm not putting words in your mouth, yeah. I hope. And I think you thought it was about God. I did. I did. Yeah. And I and so I explained, no, this is a Doctor Who quote. But that's one of the things I love about fandom is I think I think there are ideas that we can, that some people feel they can only express through fandom that really mm. point us to God and Jesus and um 
And I feel like I see that more and more. And so that was another incident where I was like, man, I think, I think there, I don't think I'm crazy. And I think there's something here. So let's, let's go with it. Isn't it kind of crazy that like (laughs) the world latches on to biblical truths and ideas? Mm -hmm. Like the the world just naturally does it. We love like the the best, I don't know, the best example I can think about is like the idea of a quest. You know, mm-hmm. we love the idea of a quest. We love the idea that, man, there's something out there that we've got to go and get and achieve and in order to like overcome. Mm-hmm. And like, but that's the story of the Bible, mm-hmm. except for the quest isn't one that we make. It's the one that God makes for us. You mm-hmm. know, he's like pursuing it. I don't know. It's yeah. really cool. Like that quote in particular, <laughs> it reminded me of um, C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis is a Christian author. He wrote, you know, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Chronicles of Narnia. Y'all got to check out that whole series. Like get the whole series. It made me love God differently and better and in a more magical way. Anyway, mm-hmm. the point is like, man, that shirt and C.S. Lewis, C.S. Lewis was a Christian when he wrote it. So he did it on purpose, but like that shirt mm-hmm. and like C.S. Lewis, it just brought the magic mm-hmm. back to God. And like, when I say magic, I mean like, like there's this wonder mm-hmm. and there's wonder. this, there's this idea of something that is amazing that I don't understand. It's majestic. It's majestic. It's, majestic, yeah. it's like, yo, this is a great God who, Mm-hmm. Is the ancient of day like I think it was the ancient what was it exactly? Saying? He's he's ancient and forever. Ancient and forever. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's definitely gotta Which be is God. So God, yeah. That's definitely gotta be God. And no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was Doctor Who, mm-hmm. the tenth doctor. And like the world like loves to like rip off. They love to bite mm-hmm. off the Bible. And then the the same world has the nerve to be like, How y'all believe that? <laughs> exactly. You believe this too. You just don't know it, right? But you do believe it, or you want to believe mm-hmm. it. You know that's why we love stories like this because we want to believe things like this. Um, I do want to take the time real quickly. Um, your 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 blog. Tell them the website. Oh yeah, um, it is fangirling with um fangirling over Jesus dot com f a n g i r l i n g over Jesus dot com and uh, yeah, subscribe. You can go to the bottom of any web page and subscribe to the blog. Yes, you should do it definitely. She's also doing a shirt of the month. Mm-hmm. You can sign up to it's like a subscription. So the way the shirt of the month works, um, I'm using Bonfire right now, which you can do a 21 day, day campaign, which is why it's a month. Um, so every month I'm launching a new shirt that has a fandom quote and a Bible verse that I feel corresponds. So like January was Star Wars: The Last Jedi themed, and it had the darkness. It has you know darkness rises and the light to meet it. Um, on the front and on the back is John 1, 5, and um, I don't know. By the time this comes out, that may be off air. But um, if you wait till December when Christmas comes, I'll probably open the vault back up. But um, in February, uh, the shirt is actually going to be Rise of Skywalker related because I love that movie so much. <laughs> um, and so the front will be, uh, it'll say something about Rise and it'll have a lightsaber kind of image with it. And then on the back is going to be... Um, Ezra 10.4, which uh, basically says, arise, and this is your task, and we are with you, so take courage and do it, Um, which plays, if you've seen The Rise of Skywalker, sorry for spoilers, but that plays heavily, I think, both in Rey's journey as well as Ben Solo's journey. So I don't know nothing about anything you just said, but (laughs) the Ezra quote was like, yeah. Right? (laughs) 
<laughs> Rise up. Yeah, yeah. Rise up. I'm loving it. I'm loving <laughs> it. Uh, how much do the shirt or sweatshirts cost? Mm-hmm. Shirts. Um, so we offer there's short sleeve, there's a V-neck short sleeve, long sleeve, and crew neck sweatshirts, and they're all within the twenty-five to thirty-five dollar range, give or take. Um twenty yeah. I don't remember the exact prices on each, but um, you can, when you go to my website, um, fangirlingoverjesus.com, there's a tab that says shop. Mm. And if you go um, click on that tab, it'll link you to the bonfire site. And then you'll be able to see whatever the, whatever the um, specific shirt of the month is. So yeah, yeah. Go to mm-hmm. fangirlingoverjesus.com <laughs> to get your fangirlingoverjesus.com <laughs> merchandise. I love it. It's um, for guys and girls both. So yeah. don't let the title scare you away if you're a boy. <laughs> So let's get it, get him back into the interview. I just wanted to make sure people understood <laughs> the level at which you are creating. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Um, <laughs> so I was perusing through your site um, and I just started reading about like the history and about you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, you're talking about you went to a, a Star Wars convention <laughs> and you experienced a joy and unity there that you hoped could be spread throughout the world and church. Mm-hmm. First off, just describe that experience and then... How do you feel that your blog will help to accomplish that? Mm. Um, I'm literally tearing up a little bit right now, just remembering it. Um, Going to a convention is amazing. I think if you, even if you're not a fan, I would encourage you to go. Um, But going to one about a fandom that I'm so passionate about, about Star Wars, um, you are part of, thousands of people there for the same reason. Like we may have disagreements over certain parts of the, of the trilogies and that's fine, but we're all there for the same reason that we love this fandom. And there's a joy to that. Like every time we were in line for, I went with a few friends, every time we were in line for autographs or photo ops or to go through the Millennium Falcon setup that they had, or, you know, just to browse, um, we would strike up conversations with different people and it was so easy to talk to different people that I've Mm -hmm. never met before because we love the same thing. And I'm going to call out the church a little bit because sometimes it can feel like you can't do that at church. Like I think sometimes outsiders, um, and I feel like I can speak to this since I work in first impressions and hospitality, some, some guests and outsiders, we want them to feel welcome and we want them to feel open to come but I know that there are some people that may not feel like they, they, they may feel like they have to be perfect or they have to dress perfectly or whatnot. And that's not the case. Like the church is not, Jesus says, come to me as you are. Mm. And that's how the convention felt. And one of the examples was we, that April during that convention was when the um, trailer for the first, for the last Star Wars movie came out, which I'm like crying before it even starts. <laughs> but like, we're all, watching for this thing to come thousands of us are watching for this thing to come and we're all so excited about it and like isn't isn't that what it should be like as we are praying together and uh-oh, living together uh-oh, and waiting for Jesus to come uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> right mm, you're getting you're going somewhere <laughs> so that's that's why it, I and I didn't even really think about I was talking it over with Lori who is still one of my mentors and I was like, man, I wish I wish the church felt like this everywhere. Mm. And I think it does somewhere, but sometimes it doesn't. Mm. And I and if you're one of those people that feels like you need to be perfect coming to church, like you don't you don't need to. Like I come to church in my athletic shorts and I am not perfect every week and I'm okay cuz Jesus loves me. So like 
I would encourage you in that. If we can have that at a convention, there's no reason we shouldn't have that at church, that feeling of unity, that feeling of openness and welcomeness. Mm. Um, and I, with the blog, the, what I hope the blog can do is encourage a sphere of influence that I feel like I have in fandom and being, being a convention attendee and just writing, writing real life. Like life is hard for me. Like I am not where I thought I would be. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm single, I'm working the part-time life, um, but I'm working for my church and I love it. And I'm trying to love Jesus, you know, not love Jesus. I love Jesus, but just be, uh, be, be, <laughs> be good in that relationship and keep that going. Um, you know, my, my dad is older and has Parkinson's and that's hard. I'm a secondary caregiver and, you know, so like life is hard. Um, and I want to be honest about that. I don't want to be overdramatic about that, but I want to be honest about that because I am not the only one living a hard life. And I see things in sci-fi that I love that inspire me. And I think those can correlate with the gospel and I want to mesh those and be real with people. I really love that idea (laughs) because it's like, man, God takes everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And he redeems it for his glory and his purposes. And we can do that with everything else. Like mm-hmm. that's one of one of the things I really like to do is I like to like just listen to popular music mm-hmm. because music is something that unites people and they don't even know it. Yeah. Like I can be singing something and somebody jump in and then all of a sudden we can just be on a vibe just like that. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, I take the same song, I take the themes in that same song, mm-hmm. and I point it back to who Jesus is. And it's like, all of a sudden, like, oh, I never even considered that. Like, that's really, anyway. So, yeah, I I am saddened that you feel, you can feel more of a unity and a joy of people <laughs> at a, a Star Wars convention than you can at God's Global Church. But, like, that just means that we got work to do. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that God invites us into that work. And, um Man, I'm just glad that you can be real with that and decide like, hey, I'm going to I recognize that that's where we are and I'm going to do something about it by just my walk and my my journey of faith. So and that's really cool. As we are wrapping things up, I always ask this Mm -hmm. these last two questions to each of my guest hosts. And so here it is. What is the hardest thing (laughs) about authentically following Jesus and what is the best thing about authentically following Jesus? Yeah. Um, I think the hardest thing is um, surrender, and surrender is something you do when you first start believing in Jesus, but it's sometimes also a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, of course, an athlete, and so surrender was, you know, like a curse word. It's like, no, you don't surrender. You <laughs> never give up, never surrender, never retreat. And that's not the same thing as surrendering and giving your life to Jesus. Like, Jesus mm-hmm. gave his life for you, so live, you know, live for him and live, live for what he has given. Um, I think that's probably the hardest thing just from where my background is. Um, the best thing is that we have hope in all times. One of the things I love is, um, I love this quote. Um, it's from Harry Potter. So, uh, it's from Dumbledore and he says, happiness can be found in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. And I actually like to replace the word happiness with hope. Um, Mm. and it kind of goes with the verse of the month or the verse on the shirt of the month. Um, you know, John one five light, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it because if you think about a dark room and somebody lights a match, there's instantly light and there's nothing the darkness can do to envelop that light. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is the ultimate light. So no matter 
I know this could sound trite, but I promise that's not how I intend it. Like, no matter how dark life seems, like there's darkness everywhere. There's death, there's destruction, there's illness, there are sad things in this world, um, which is not how God intended it, but it's the way it is right now. Mm -hmm. And, but even in the worst circumstances, we as believers have hope because we know who Jesus is and we know what he has done. Um, And I think if you can live with hope, if you can live with that hope and you can live with Jesus, I think you can do anything. I love it. Y'all, ladies and gentlemen, Ashley, go check her blog out, <laughs> fangirlingoverjesus.com. Uh, last thing I'm going to say, I think is really cool, is that, man, you are a fangirl over Jesus, but I think in a different kind of way, Jesus is a fanboy over you and everyone else. <laughs> like, you know, the way we think about mm-hmm. fandom is like, man, we study and we think about them and we like try to figure out like how how they do this and this. I don't know. Anyway, but like God does something similar, like the way that he has known us so deeply mm-hmm. and he's ready and willing to accept us and like go on this quest to have us. And he's just like, yeah, I, I want to be yours and I want you to be mine. And uh, I just love that about our God. <laughs> um, yeah, as we move into our third segment, the faith challenge, I'm gonna challenge you guys to really think about the people that you hold high. Like, who are the people that you think you would be a fan of? I don't know, sometimes it could be a sports person or a celebrity or whatever. And could it be that you know more about that person than you do Jesus if you claim to follow him? Um, she uh, Ashley said something earlier that really kind of almost convicted me. She's like, you know, uh, I, I look at this person or I watch this show every day and I don't, I mean, I might not read my Bible every day. Like, do we hold our fandoms higher than we hold our love of Jesus and our love for our Father? So I just challenge you to just like really think about that. Like, are you a fan of Jesus? Are you a fan girl or boy of Jesus? Like, do you really um, follow him and let him shape and mold him? Y'all, that has been Authentic Footsteps, episode six. Following uh, Authentic Footsteps, following Jesus for real, episode six. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks. Say bye to the people. <laughs> bye, y'all. Thank you so much, Nico. <laughs>